Welcome to the Justified Podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for Justified on FX. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. Today we're talking City Prime Evil, Season 1, Episode 8, The Question, The Finale, The Season. Aaron, how'd you feel about this closer? So we thought the last couple episodes that this show was kind of mostly firing all cylinders and, you know, doing the Elmore things and zigging where he thought it should zag in and it's it's setting up to like this climactic Rayland uh climax which we learned through feedback might not even be a real justified thing you know mm-hmm. uh, it might be one of those things like play it again sam or uh, i am your father luke i am your father it's like that's not actually how it goes down it's how everybody thinks it goes down and i felt like we came into this episode firing on all cylinders and immediately like a spark plug fouled uh air intake clogged and it started choking and wheezing quite quite a bit i thought i think about half of this episode worked and half of it felt like boy it either needed a couple more episodes to develop some of these things to where they felt more believable or or maybe so that because they left so much room for the denouement uh that like maybe that cut into the resolution of the Clem thing, or maybe Clem's just a fart in the wind, and you can just b- blow him away with a stiff breeze at the end of the day once all of his protections are gone. But it mm-hmm. didn't feel as satisfying. Um, I like the epilogues quite a lot, and that's what's like when going into the epilogues. I'm like, oh boy, wow. Um, when you think about, I, you put this to the Indiana Jones test, right? You got the Last Crusade, and you got the Crystal Skull. Boy, mm-hmm. do you really want the Crystal Skull to be... Now, this isn't the Crystal Skull. This isn't, like, even yeah, Season yeah. 5 of Justified, which I think is the most mediocre of the Justified seasons. But it's not nearly the love letter and perfect satisfying into Raylan's story that I think Justified Season 6 was. That said, I don't think it hurts the legacy of Justified, and I was entertained through a lot of this, but it's it's hard to... I'm not sure where it went wrong. I don't know whether there's some lost in translation things from the book and and to the conversion to a Raylan episode, but this, I felt, was just a middle-of-the-road season of Justified. What about you? Yeah, at the end of the day, I agree. Um, It has its moments, for sure, and I like some of the characters. Uh, I think they didn't do quite as much with them as I was hoping, Uh, especially Clem in the end. It's... It was kind of a letdown, just how abrupt he went out, uh, how it didn't feel like a climactic showdown until it was over. And then I'm like, blinking, you miss it kind of showdown. I, I don't know. None of that felt very good to me. Um, like you, I so, like the, the resolution to this season, like all, all of the, the stuff that happens kind of after the climax especially when we get to the Kentucky corrections facility and like within 0.3 milliseconds, I was up in my seat going, that's Boyd goddamn Crowder. Mm. And that was a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah. I I just don't think it went like anybody expected and not necessarily in a good way. Um, Yeah. It felt like maybe they were trying to subvert some, some expectations here and it worked a little bit too well for me. uh, And I got thrown off the trail too much maybe we're expecting old Raylan and the new Raylan to kind of like is there something yeah different but the same about him the the fish out of water stuff that they were doing with him didn't feel as satisfying in the end as you know the Harlan Kentucky coming home kind of stuff 
Yeah, it's like he played their final confrontation morally, mo- mostly like confused, like about Clem. There wasn't it, it. It it's it wasn't quite as satisfying even seeing this guy who l- died like he lived, just a complete oblivious dumbass, as far as I can tell. <laughs> That's the thing. I I was looking at his ending, and I'm like. He he just didn't get it. He he just didn't get any of it, did he? Yeah. Or, there's or no he, satisfaction. There's no satisfaction. No one learned. He didn't learn a goddamn thing. Yeah. He, his last words are, "Why'd you kill me?" I'm like, if you don't know why you are sitting on the floor bleeding to death, you haven't been paying attention to your life, man. Then it's but it's like fascinating. Is he like lying to himself? Is he sure? You know, is he just keeping up the bravado because fuck this marshal and the. And, and Carolyn Wilder. I don't, so so let, let it's me It's interesting lay, in its own way. I just don't think it's very satisfying to me as a viewer. Because I think all the season I've been looking for what is the bigger bad that's propping up Clem. And I think you're supposed to understand that Clem Manziel is a complete idiot that managed to seduce a very powerful, low-level person in Detroit into a life of crime because that person was intensely cared about by a very talented defense attorney, he got off scot-free mm. um, and then just ripped and rolled with a variety of floozies that he picked up along casinos and then got pissed off at a judge, killed him. The only reason he's getting all these favors pulled for him from the, the Detroit PD is because they're desperate to get the book back before mm-hmm. anyone else does. So that's why he's so fucking lucky. There is no mystique about him. He's just a fucking... Yeah southern fried cornbread dumbass yeah no yeah i mean if you want to go with the casino metaphor he's on a hot streak and he keeps doubling down and eventually that luck runs out right yeah yeah i've 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 won on betting on the doubling down on black 10 times in a row (laughs) i can't possibly lose my hand's too hot like yeah so i i I don't know it doesn't feel satisfying to take out somebody who doesn't even understand why they're being taken out uh yeah that that scene I didn't feel like Raylan was confused. I felt like it's one-sided. It's Raylan is here to put this guy down if he makes a single wrong move. And Clem doesn't even realize it. Clem's like, thinks this is any other day for him. Do you think that Clem in his mind is like, ah, you know, they were playing cops and robbers and Raylan got him good. And when he came back to get him, that's proof that. Like as soon as he's like, well, then you 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 Couldn't like actually me. kill him. You yeah. can't, yeah. And like he was gonna try. Like I, do you think he even brought a gun? I don't know if he had a gun. I like, assume, but I'm not sure. I, Skinner yeah, had I mean, a gun. I assume he took it, but I don't. know. I mean, he had two guns leaving the nursing home. He Skinner had did? the one. No, um, uh, 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 Clem. He had the Skinders that he took off of him, and then the old man gave him another one. Oh right, the old man had. So it's like he comes out there two in possession, and like Mm -hmm. I, I wish there was a little bit on the after the epilogue that they covered whether like what that shoot. I mean, obviously he came out of that smelling like a rose, which to my mind means that Clem did have a gun on him. You know, Um, although breaking in, he broke and entered in a yeah high profile lawyer. I would love to know how there. I would love to know how Raylan wrote up the last 24 hours of his existence yeah, in yeah. Detroit, though, because, oh, my God, like some of those calls he made were like, I've spotted Manziel. Where? Where are you at? Why? He can't answer those without incriminating himself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, they're not concerned with that, apparently. Yeah. Um, 
And then, yeah, but yeah, it's like, again, it's like ultimately not satisfying to see Raylan kill someone in what I would call cold blood. But I, I mean, I thought he was going for the, the uh, I thought he was going for the gun. Sure, sure. Uh, so it's a so justified Raylan. shoot, but. Yeah, it's justified, but not. I mean, it's it's kind of cute. You know, the, the music is the thing that gets Clem killed in the end, right? His stupid tape. Uh there's there's some kind of I don't know poetic joke there, which I think I sort of like, but not as much as if they had just faced off. It's also the, something interesting, also in the fact that like uh, Clem, of course, who knows some of who knows what Clem says is honest. But I thought it's interesting that he like glorifies his father, who mm-hmm. was this irresponsible guy who took off and like selfishly pursued his own ends, and he hated his mother who stayed there, and he never said he abused her. Just like he, she made mm-hmm. ends meet, meet, made ends meet by taking on a few Johns, and he fucking hates and loathes her, blames her for running her dad off. It's yeah, yeah. It's 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 crazy shit all the way down. Um and I guess I also wouldn't have mind seeing in like Sandy's final disposition. Like just a scene sure. of her in a women's prison or mm-hmm. maybe she's gotten away to some like, you know, she's I don't know, working with the unfortunate kids Gator Ranch down in Florida that Raylan maybe she pulled a few strings. But it's like the fact that like Sandy got shanghaied by Raylan at the gate, and then that's it. That's where her story ended. I'm mm-hmm. disappointed in that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, if they really want to do fan service, they'd call back. Uh, oh shit, what's his face? Uh, the bulldozer. I'd love to see bu- the bulldozer like uh, chilling in the Bahamas. You know, the bulldozer. Yeah, um, uh, the guy. That everyone says it looks like me. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, David Cross. Yeah, yeah, David uh, Cross. Thank you, thank uh-huh. you. Even though he doesn't, and it's slander. <laughs> yeah, I forgot his nickname was a bulldozer. Yeah, that's the only way I remember his character's name. Uh-huh. Uh, but I thought there was, like I said, there's a there's a there's a lot of nice stuff here in this episode. There's a lot of nice stuff in mm-hmm. the season. It's also like the season just was weirdly paced. Like everyone got so up in arms about the Willa Raylands. Which, God, I wish I could even take back an ounce of worry about that plot line because it was nothing. It was nothing. It was literally a chance for Timothy Oliphant to get his daughter a, a acting line on a resume. And it's like, it was, it's like, I kept on waiting for that to pay off and it never did. Like, honestly, Willa could have been in it just in this final episode and it would have been as impactful as her being in the, the, the first part. So I, I don't know. There's just like, that, they got all that stuff front loaded. And when this show finally settled down and started telling the story, it felt like it needed... I, I could have used another episode or two of machinations. and. But, yeah, uh, I, I think front-loading that stuff was the only real problem I had with it. I think like having Willa around and showing that like, he has to go do his job and and he, he either needs to make a choice, take Willa with him or leave her behind and yeah. you know, be an absent, absentee father. It's like there's no good choice there. I, I think they did a pretty good job showing me that um and it coming back in this final episode i i think you know made a lot of sense it's it's the void of it all i have i have a big question i mean the question at the end i think the title of this episode is interesting in two ways right the question that raylan's asking himself is why didn't i retire sooner the question the audience is asking is is he going to pick up that phone yeah that's the question in my mind and it's it's it, it, look the the way I see it, I think this is 
them trying to wind up for another season. Uh, one that involves Boyd and, and teasing that. And yes, Raylan absolutely picks up that phone. But I don't know. Is a third time trying to get out of his job alive and with, with a family <laughs> going to actually be as effective as what we saw here? That's the thing. It, it does work as a cute ending. And, uh, you know, do I want to see him abandon his family to go chase Boyd Crowder in the hills and hollers of Harlan or even right. down across the border in Mexico at some kind of joint Me- uh, Mexican tax task force? Pancho Villa stuff like chase now. Pancho I do. Villa. Yeah, I do. That, but I can't watch cool. him then pretend like he's going to be a family man once again. That's the thing you always rooted like Raylan is so good at his job by being kind of a conventionally bad marshal that you love seeing him work. But, you know, it's corroding his family life. Yeah. And you always root for him. It's like, you know, like uh, goodwill hunting. Like one of these days mm-hmm. I want to show up at Tuesdays at 9 p.m. And I just just I just hope you're not there, Raylan. I hope mm-hmm. you're fishing with Willa. Or doing doing whatever, uh, giving Carolyn a bath, what, whatever you do to make yourself happy. Um, and it's like every time they go back to well, it, it it goes from like being a poignant character arc where like, oh, he's finally grown up. He's going to to like, Jesus, he's kind of heading into McNulty territory where it's like, I don't know if I can root for you anymore. Like, I'm yeah. glad you're catching the good, the bad guys. But holy shit. Well, at least stop and, pretending, stop deluding yourself, yeah. right? That you're ever going to settle down and become the guy that everybody in your life wants you to be. You're just right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, so stop trying to get stop trying to get their the, stop trying to get their hopes up. Just be the dad yeah. that sometimes crashes a birthday party or right. respectfully shows up and keeps his distance at a wedding or. You know, until you are ready to give it up and, and be part of their lives. <laughs> until I guess. Boyd's dead and there's no reason to go back into the marshal service until you're too old for this shit. That because that's thing. we're in we're in a weird thing. Like it's like the walking dead where like these cliffhangers are open invitations to get on the morgalizing treadmill character treadmill. Yeah. But we want him to. But if he does, <laughs> it, it's a shitty character <laughs> arc. It's like yeah, we're in a yeah. suicide pact with the show. It's like, do we want to? We want Raylan Givens to go out on top as a respectful character, or do we want him to keep doing this and doing this until nobody cares anymore? And like, like I said, mm-hmm. I'm I'm totally down with Pacho Villa south of the border. Uh, you know, real love letter to old time western type of stuff. Like, but let that be the end. Yeah, yeah. Let that be the end. I don't even or, know if we'll get that. We'll see. Um, I think prequels I could get down like you could re- I think there is a number of men in Hollywood that you could recast as Raylan. How dare you? How I'm dare saying you? They fucking replace Sean Connery <laughs> as James Bond. It can happen. Um, and hmm. or like what about some like movies? Some okay. one shot movies and maybe it's like Raylan's retired, but he gets called like, you know, Will is in trouble and he has to do like an Elmore Leonard gumshoe type routine where it's all unofficial. Maybe he's got some connections, but he doesn't have a badge and a gun. I think that would be cool. But like, yeah, they really have to pick a fork whether Raylan's going to become a fundamentally less sympathetic, darker, colder person. Mm. Or he's going to be the guy who like you can squint and be like, God damn, he's going to be a good man. He's going to be a good family man. He's going to be a good father. He's going to one of these days and you can't have it both. I'll tell you which one is more fun. And you know what? They had it both at the end of Justified. They had it yeah, both. Yeah. Because he, he had could not. He might not have fucked up with Willa. Now we know he's fucked up with Willa. Mm-hmm. The question is like, well, he you continue know. to. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, overall, not not incredibly satisfied with this season. I didn't think it was terrible. I know a lot of people hated it from the jump. I I thought it was better than that, but you yeah. know, it's not like my I favorite said, season of Justified by any means. It's not even the like what I'd say the quote unquote worst season Justified, which is I think it's by consensus season five, which is a shame because like we talked about this pre podcast. Like I really like Alicia Witt. I actually like the idea of a brainy. Uh, you know, homegirl from the uh, Crow Clan coming up from Florida and trying to make something of the family. I don't mm. even know what went wrong in that season. I just remember it not being super great. Uh, and then six being this triumphant return to form, perfect ending to Justified. So, got lots more thoughts about the episode, but yeah. yeah, let's let's get into the recap proper. There ain't nothing in life that comes for free. That's why we had this ad break. Home is wherever the podcast takes me. Welcome back to the Justified Podcast. Start off with the Albanians taking Raylan and Clem to Skinder's warehouse, where they find Carolyn, who made a deal to keep Raylan safe and lock Clem in the panic room, a.k.a. his tomb. Uh, they plan to leave him here till he dies, which shouldn't take long, given the shit that's in this panic room, which we'll see in the next scene. He, uh, I mean, like we we talked about this, the Clem's confidence has gone to like from like endearing and charming to like delusional and off putting. Uh huh. And this is the epitome. Yep. Like, does he literally think that Carolyn showed up on his side, and this was some big intervention that she had organized? Yeah, it's like it's one that's thing the way it was played, right? I it's one thing to write a character that's kind of aloof or or so confident that they come off as delusional. It I, I didn't feel like any of that was in this scene though. This character is just he's he's not properly assessing the situation in any way, and I don't know how you can operate as a human being on that level, especially when I've seen him read the room so well before you know i like he can read people's facial muscle ticks and tell that they're trying to fuck him over but here he can't tell when there are guys with guns forcing him into a room and carolyn's beside them with arms crossed that she's in on it do you think he was going because like sometimes it's cool to see a character who knows he's overwhelmed like this is like you know bruce willis's stock and trade like he's completely overmatched but and he probably thinks he's fucked himself but he's not going to let you know it. He's going to keep that bravado up. But you always know that like Bruce like Willis. Bravado. Yeah. Yeah. Like John McClane, when he's talking shit to these terrorists, like he kind of knows that like I'm probably I, I got not good odds of getting out of here. Whereas like uh-huh. Clem, I don't like it's not bravado. It's just him being like I said, a dumbass. Just not understanding basic things like when they put him in the room and this guy sma- and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I wonder if it was written for him to be bravado and this guy just played it a little wrong. But like when they locked him into the fucking panic room and took an axe out and smashed the door controls on that side. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, it's been fun watching this Albanian dog a pony show, but it's time for Clem to roll. Hit the pavement. Nice. Yeah, that's just that's just dumb. <laughs> he's just dumb. That's like Mr. Bean level of like cri- yeah. like farcical criminal malpractice. I, I don't I don't know. Agreed. And, I, and when there seemed like a plausible way out in, you know, previous episodes or, or you know, he wasn't at the mercy of killers, it it was kind of endearing. Now it's just delusional. It's stupid. 
so it's interesting. I thought it was interesting that Raylan is the one that hits the button. Now I knew the second that in my to my bones I knew Raylan was going to come back for Clem. Hmm. Okay. But it's also I think it's kind of crazy that he goes and puts a thumbprint on this and it's just like and and the fact that this is the gears or I think that there's a bit of violence done to the story because I'm certain that. Raymond Cruz or whoever was the detective in the first one is either a detective or uh, out of state, out of jurisdiction police officer. It's wild that these Albanians are so comfortable with like at killing someone and laying out the whole plan in front of, uh, de- you know, uh, a defense attorney and a U.S. marshal and just expecting them to go along with it. Like Raylan gave him a whole yeah. speech about your way versus my way. My way is going to win. And to bring the marshal there, way. like, why don't worked. they just bring, like, why don't they just have two faceless goons hold Raylan in a dark room for a couple hours and then let him go. And then mm-hmm. he's none. The it's like, it, it just seems super freaking risky. But do you think when Toma, he outlines like, this is better for me. It's better for you. It's better for me. Cause Skinder sort of kind of, kills him and we can mm-hmm. frame it like that it's good for us because like you know who where is this guy no one knows oh the neighbor says something stinks in the building we drill out the wall oh he was hiding here and something went wrong oh so bad so i thought that was a i, I really liked toma that was good but when toma gives him back his gun and badge i feel like that's the moment where raylan decides to quit like a oh, criminal is giving like giving him back his badge like almost like it's his boss putting him back on the streets and like Raylan's face is like what in the fuck have I got myself into I'm mm-hmm. so morally compromised six foot I I felt that but it's not sitting right with is him, the answer you know in all these scenes after until he goes back try and free Clem um yeah I I can see that um so say so what do you think of that theory do you have a competing one no that. I mean, he doesn't act on it. If he's decided, hey, I fucked up here, he d- he doesn't act on it till much later, right? Later that that night, because they go to a bar, they have a drink or a meal or whatever. They go. I I think it's like the middle of the night. He wakes up and and leaves the bed to go free Skinner, right? Or not Skinner, Clem. So, yeah, it takes a while to sink in, I guess. I, there, there's a lot of stuff in this scene that I don't really know that I care for. Um, I guess surprised me based on previous things I saw, like last episode where Carolyn called Raylan from the Albanian's office from from the Venus, and I thought tried to warn him not to go to that meet with Clem. That she had already made a deal, or did she make a deal? Like in the process, because Thomas says, "Like we made a deal, I'm going to take care of him, and I'm going to take care of him." Yeah, that, was that, that deal already in place? And up. if so, why yes. warn him? Um, well, didn't Raylan call her? Now she calls him, and she's like, "Why don't we go get a drink before you go over there?" Maybe, maybe when she maybe says "okay" her, at the end, that's when she cut the deal because it was ambiguous because we're like god damn did did carolyn like make this half-ass attempt to seduce raylan to keep him out of harm's way and then like oh well but but Mm -hmm. no she cut a deal to like keep him safe which makes a lot more sense like i was like i I wouldn't put it past carolyn to you know betray raylan for her greater ideals and goods and what she's trying to do but like it would have been disappointing (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. Uh, then there's a, a threat by Clem here, I think, when he's talking about going to Tampa, St. Uh-huh. Pete's or whatever he, he says. Uh-huh. I assume that's where Raylan's daughter lives. I'm Raylan's not sure. Yeah, not, that, that, yeah, I mean, that's pretty close. Honestly, that's also, that's like, what, what an hour or two drive from Miami, those areas. Right. So I assume so, Raylan's living in Miami and they're living in St. Yeah. Pete slash yeah. uh, whatever, Tampa. So I, I don't know. There's a threat there. Um, it's just For weird. Sure. Like if this is the moment he decided to, he did it despite the threat. <laughs> and see, that's what I thought. As soon as he got out of like, it's clear to me that he's going to get out of here before Raylan. And I wasn't sure if he's going to bust himself out like a wild animal or something else is going to mm-hmm. go wrong. But I thought for sure, as soon as he got out, he was going to make, he's going to steal a car and head. You're going to see him heading down like highway 75 and be like, Oh my God, he's heading, heading South. Nope. Yeah. None of that. That the, the Willa just came up as like, uh, I don't know, a, 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 a carrot for, for Raylan to retire to from the marshal services for, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And just as a reminder that, he's you know living a life he probably doesn't want to live the things he's given up the things he's given Mm -hmm. up to be a quote-unquote good lawman uh so let's talk about clem inside the panic room he's taking a look around he's not happy with this predicament he's smashing things up while raylan and carolyn discuss the realities of what they did uh i feel like they could have done more with clem in this scene like if he's Look, if you want to make him this this cool guy who, you know, is flying in the face of the situation he's in with his attitude, he could have just chilled out in here for a while and kind of took a look around at, at Skinder's stuff and started... There's an opportunity for a musical callback here. Like, Skinder's talking him about how he's got it. video games for the guys and, and music for the ladies. Yeah, he finds He, he could have like tried one... to put his tape into a to a player that doesn't have a tape deck and been like, all right, fuck, what's he got in his music collection? Oh, it's all, I don't know, Skinder shit, right? Like what what Skinder thinks a lady's like. Right. <laughs> that could have been funny. But he finds one, I don't know, Guns N' Roses or Poison or something Just that he can air guitar something. out to. Yeah, yeah. Strip yeah. down to his underwear. <laughs> uh-huh. Dude, Tom Cruise. Yeah. And just chill they- for a little bit, you know, instead of freaking out and I don't know. But I guess they're showing that like he's really I'm not sure what they because like he didn't come out of this experience a changed man, but they kept on showing him like raging and like I thought they were try- trying to show him like being this cat, this this cage wild animal, you know, and, like leaning into the wild man thing or something. But uh, yeah, and then no. stupid luck, you know, gets him out of it again. Right. Yeah. Dumb, dumb fucking luck. <laughs> the dumbest of luck. And the writers, the writers and the director is uh-huh. working with him on this episode too. They're, <laughs> I did appreciate some almost, of the stuff that almost that supernatural you... assassin skills that he gets in this episode. Yeah, um, we'll get to there. We'll get to there. Some of the stuff he saw in here, I, I liked. Like you, you know, Skinder's just got cheese puffs and and pretzels and and axe body spray like four cans of axe body spray for some reason i don't know how long you oh, think a pinch you can, a pinch you can drink that i'll keep you alive another day or two <laughs> oh. uh yeah he's i mean it's like thomas says he's a boy mm-hmm. yeah all right then wendell brill and raylan roll up on marine's house to talk and we'll oh see. do we do we talk about the carolyn and raylan at the diner 
Uh, we didn't talk about it. I, I recapped it. What did you want to say? That's another, I felt like, uh, kind of fuck you to smart fans when Carolyn's like, what are you going to say to Detroit police when you come up with the book? And he's like, I'm going to say God sent out a lightning bolt and the book came with it. The next question Carolyn says that is like, no, really? What are you going to tell? Because you can't fucking type that on a police report. Like, what yeah. is I mean, the pre... That's his way of saying I'll come up with something, right? Well, it's a it's a damn good way as a writer to avoid coming up with something that's sure. uncomeuppable with. So, like, I guess good, but, like, it didn't throw me off the scent because to me, yeah, it's kind nothing of legally though. made sense about this this episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, well, I mean, it's, that's fine, but I think later on you have to show that Raylan did have a clever way to kind of like, or if things had dispossessed and or dispensed in a certain way that I would think that these uh, questions would no longer be materially relevant. But no fucking way. You got Carolyn rolling into a lieutenant governor's office talking about this book and stuff and that this, this is just going to go away. Mm-hmm. It's going to be even more investigated. And I, the, the, all these loose ends and, and cracks in the story. Especially when they make a big deal about, oh, damn, Raylan, I can't believe how out like a rose you came smelling to where you could sit as a, a marshal chief. And like, really? It's he didn't do this incredibly shady stuff that makes him even more of a kind of a lone wolf cowboy thing in the marshal. And mm-hmm. that just didn't seem like it was the story they're telling. But yeah, maybe that's the title of the question. Like, what did he say about the book? Because <laughs> I don't fucking know either. Yeah. It doesn't what seem like there's what was anything the contents plausible. of? Raylan's official Marshall report because it uh-huh. must have been uh, up there with Elmore Leonard's best in terms of <laughs> gr- gripping, captivating fiction. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Wendell Brill and Raylan roll up on Marine's house to talk. It's just a quick scene. You know, they they you want to do this in front of your kids? Or you want to do this at the station in front of Internal Affairs? So funny how hard Marine is now. Like I I just really like how they made <laughs> uh-huh. that hairpin turn with that character. She's just. Like all the warmth and folksy and like I remember how much I liked her. It's like, man, you and Wendell, you guys are the only two good cops in the Detroit Police Department, and I was half right. Yep. It's only one. There's one good cop and one asshole. Thank it. God for Mr. Wendell. He is uh-huh. uh single handedly holding up uh the the ideals of, of justice in Detroit. So we go to Lansing, Michigan, where Carolyn meets with Lieutenant uh Lieutenant Governor to pitch herself as a replacement for Judge Guy. Uh, she gets some pushback here, but then she brings up uh, how she can be an ally via this book and hints around like, oh, maybe the governor shouldn't, you know, uh, nominate any of his friends for the position because they're all dirty. All and dirty. I got the proof. Uh, she doesn't have the proof. Actually, the, the cops have the proof by the end of this internal affairs. And I imagine a lot of that stuff is going to start the shit's going to start rolling uphill now. So I think they're telling the story here that this corruption is largely concentrated in Detroit. That like the governor mm-hmm. doesn't know, like there's like some like maybe lowercase corruption and cronyism and nepotism and good old boy, this and good old boy that. Um, although 2023 progress, a, a black woman prosecutor is in the good old boys club at Detroit. You got to feel good about that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, work on the corruption later, but we're <laughs> we're smashing that glass ceiling of corruption. Um, but like, yeah, I think that's what the story they're telling. That like, Carolyn's like, I'm going to be an ally by keeping you. This is a shit storm about to hit. 
and you don't want to make the wrong choices and i know where the bodies are buried and so i mean i think they're about to make a lot of arrests based on i thought it was interesting i I thought and this is maybe reading between the lines but it's interesting she's met with the lieutenant governor and i thought maybe Mm -hmm. there's the idea that uh, that that maybe the other governor is going to be termed out and you know there'd be this changing of a guard and maybe she i I don't know but i don't think they did a great job of of actually connecting these dots yeah i thought it was more she's offering protection to the governor you know well she's also discrediting the other one that's the number one choice to 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 supplant her right oh oh yeah for sure that diane uh the da or whatever she was Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. But I wish I yeah, I wish I had more I, I I more understood the the local politics and exactly how these things were working. But mm-hmm. you know that's me saying I wish the show had explained it better too. I thought that was a pretty good line in this scene where she's talking about her qualifications and saying you know I'm I'm sympathetic to people and I you know I don't want to see anybody hurt or whatever. But some people probably need to sit in a room and think about what they've done. As Clem is sitting in a room thinking about what he's done dying but that was interesting it's also quote and chapter and verse from the bible of Raylan. you know that's like his favorite thing to say <laughs> oh is it i don't remember yeah i think it's he, he said almost that exact quote to brill it's like you know huh. it's on our job to have meet their makers we just need to arrange them to have a nice long sit about what you know think about what they've done nice uh then marine is dragged in front of internal affairs and confronted with the fact that her name is in the book and she tells them they got nothing on her and to go fuck themselves afterward Brill is still thinking they need to nail Clem and Raylan's playing dumb like he doesn't already know his fate uh, does Maureen actually get in trouble for her role in this I think so in fact I thought you're supposed to understand the deliberate contrast between her delusion and false confidence and bravo you're supposed to apply the same thing to Clem but I guess Clem did kind of get out but ultimately he didn't so yeah 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 like it did feel like she she was getting very defensive because she knew it was over like she had been caught red-handed especially now that carolyn is going to be we know that she does become the judge who is going to be cleaning up this part Mm -hmm. she's going to be presiding over these court cases and corruption so it's like it does feel like there's a new sheriff in town clean like like a like a new new era for detroit and a motor city's Mm -hmm. back sure uh, they probably could have realized something was was wrong here if Wendell and Brill were, I don't want to say better cops, but paying more attention maybe because Raylan f- does not just go home when there's a case to be solved. Yeah, I, I felt like they did like they they exchanged a wry look between them as he left uh, hmm. and didn't look back. They they're kind of like, hmm, yeah. Uh, and I think though some of the like matter of fact phone calls later more evidence of like they don't know exactly what happens, but they know that they're they're you know like I don't think Brill's stupid. I think he no, he's is. Uh, he's kind of ignorant, and he's he's you know uh, you know that's another problem that you that a lot of police officers have. You see a lot of bad shit, and you let you let yourself start generalizing, applying to different types of people, and. Like I said, you, you know, if you want to see a serious depiction of a guy like Brill, check out HBO's, uh, or I guess Max's uh, We Own the City that was really fantastic last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he is an asshole, but yeah, he's not stupid. He's not stupid. 
he's just yeah he's a different kind of corrupt which it kind of mm-hmm. that's the other thing it kind of bothers me that i felt like the show leaves him off the hook a little bit but mm-hmm. i mean or maybe if it makes us face the uncomfortable truth that Raylan's not that many degrees bent off of the arc of a guy like brill sure he's like you know, maybe if we knew all of Brill's perps and all the shit he's been through, we'd be sympathetic to him too. I don't know that I like. That's one thing I thought was interesting about seeing Raylan Gibbs in twenty twenty three. It's like you know, is is there going to be? No, it's pretty much the same. The show's moral aesthetic is is unchanged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and that's fine. You know, it's fiction. I, I don't mind watching a gunslinger go around killing bad guys, but. <laughs> Just don't take too much of that into the real world. Sure. Uh, so back at her house, Carolyn tells Raylan how much she hates the house, but loves the tub. And Raylan leaves in the middle of the night because he's Raylan. Girl cell. Why? Why are you living in the mausoleum of some other this relationship that was built by your oppressor? Like, yeah, like I, 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 I don't know if she can. Is she is talking property, about how much it stands out in the the neighborhood? Right? Maybe nobody wants this postmodern oh, the Jamal. This is this, yeah. this is way too Jamal house. I, I don't know. Um, the Taj Jamal. <laughs> can we call it that? Taj Jamal. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. Uh, I. I don't know. I, it, it seems like maybe it's the lean like she was trying to like the sell, but like I just think that's but she like paid so... it off, right? She did. She did. Yeah. So she can but, sell now, but she's been otherwise occupied. I guess maybe now that she's a district uh, court judge, she can she can get out from underneath all this stuff. But yeah, I, I was like, it's sad. That seems like a depressing thing. Yeah. Especially yeah, now that you know the inch that... of this place reminds her of that asshole yeah except for the tub but i don't know people get a lot of reverse psychology it's like maybe maybe the, she owns a perverse part the fact that she's living in his dream house okay you know, and he's like not. It, that 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 irks him that uh and it's just like i don't know like i said people people get weird people get weird in divorce <laughs> this is uh i don't know about calling raylan ray it doesn't feel right dude I don't know. This, I don't care how familiar you are with the man. It's Braylon, please. This is JL. I didn't like it. Yes. Instantly wrinkled my nose, made a stink face. <laughs> a Carolyn, I've been your biggest fan. Really rooting for you and and Ray here. Mm-hmm. Raylan, you say Ray I like again, Raylan. That's a I'm that's a nice. You in this tub, but yeah, if you say Ray one more time, <laughs> I'm going to puke blood. Justified. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't like. I didn't like it, Ray. Oh. No. Yeah, uh, raise my dumbass cousin from Martinsville. <laughs> I don't like her. <laughs> oh God, uh, uh, it's another instance of someone leaving in the middle of the night. This time, they, they're caught. But I, I don't. I don't know what it is. It's it's constant leaving in the middle of the night with everybody in the show. Yeah. Well, I think that I, I had in my notes that like Elmer Leonard, one of his biggest tropes is dude waiting for some other dude in darkness. Because okay. it's such an unsettling yeah. move. It's like you come home, flip on your bedrooms, like boom, a dude sitting there in the corner chair. You come mm-hmm. home drunk from the bar. You go to f- turn on the game, boom, some dude sitting on your couch, and it's just like it's just like shocking. Jo- you go there Classic. to go rough up your your attorney. You break a window, boom, some asshole sitting there at the table. Mm-hmm. But he, yeah, like there's a lot of that stuff that takes. And yeah, that's film. That's a kind of noir thing, right? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. But it is it is pervasive. So, you know, Raylan leaves in the middle of the night. He doesn't feel right about 
what they did to Clem. So he drives to Skinner's warehouse to check on him or let him out or something, but he finds something there that makes him say, oh, shit. And we'll find out what that is here in a second. I thought it was going to be a, a hole blown through the side and probably, but the when it said two hours later, even better. Yeah. Uh, so so two hours earlier, Skinder is growing restless at the nursing home. He wants Clem dead and decides to go find him. The bodyguard encourages him and gives him a gun. Skinder goes to his panic room, opens it up, where he's then ambushed and beaten to death by Clem, who escapes. I wish they'd made a point of showing that all the smart Albanians saved Toma had been killed systematically through this season. Um, because the story that I was understanding is, if anything, the dumb Albanians were getting bumped off, um, leaving the the smarter and the stronger ones. This guy giving Law Garage, giving Skinder a gun and telling him, go out there and get your honor. What the fuck is he thinking? Sending him alone, a guy on crutches to get a guy that you, a, 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 a six foot four freak that you just cask of Amontillo'd into a panic room. Mm-hmm. This is, this is, this is insane. No, I don't believe anyone is this stupid or honor obsessed <laughs> or has this little fear of Toma. Yeah, I, I'm mostly with you there. This feels like a Klingon move, right? Like, if they've shown and they have kind of tried to make the point that Albanians are well they say very protective of family look if Skinder wasn't in crutches I wouldn't be having this problem but like Hollywood I'm begging you please stop putting people in ridiculous situations where I can't believe they're in the situations they're in at least Skinder gets his brains beat out for it sure but like you you know what I mean like I just like this this Albanian cousin with the gold chain I cannot believe he's that it's it's not even about stupidity it's about like fear of the boss Mm. you know the boss has set a plan in mode and and like why do you you're, you're more afraid of Skinder's honor than like Toma's wrath yeah, like I can sit here and say, or go with me. I agree with you. And if I were trying to play devil's advocate, I'd say, well, it is all about the honor. You know, this guy thinks if I were in that situation, I'd want to kill the man myself too. I, I would feel terrible being stuck here, not being able to do it. it yeah, but none of that, I think, justifies send, what he does here. Send somebody with him, giving the Michael Corleone treatment. You know, like sure. my, it's like that's fucking the Godfather, and Sonny's at still least tail him, right? Little broed him, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And just the fact that they did, and I just thought that was like, oh, they put they they they, they fucked up twice. They put Manzel in a, a situation that he can't get out of himself. They don't want Raylan to find him, so they need Skinder to do it. Even mm. though no one in this whole criminal organization would would do, I just I don't know felt dumb. And I honestly felt- would have rather have seen what Raylan was going to do if he goes there and opens that panic room. Yeah, like what was his intention there? I don't think I it think was to kill him. No, but he'd take him into custody. He's just going to let him go. That would be like what does he have? No. What does he have on him at that point though? Because he tried to get his prints on the gun. He never did. He doesn't even have the gun now. I don't think. Oh yeah, you're kind of right. Yeah, like, what, you have to just have let him go or kill him, and I don't think he was going to kill him. So, I don't know. I would have liked to see, honestly. 
Because the way to Brill and Wendell were talking, it's just like, we got to find this murder. We got one more murderer to, to find. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that's your theory, but like you you, you could have picked him up to episodes, or, or maybe that I I don't know. It. Hmm. Yeah, it's I got pretty I, convoluted to the point where mm-hmm. I'm not actually sure if they have anything on Clem. I don't think they do. Based so on trying the way to find behaved. a way to have Raylan get as justified a shoot as he can. Yeah. Because if he goes yeah. to the panic room and it's it's him versus Manzel, I don't even know if Manzel can kick his ass straight up. Yeah, I'm not certain about that. I don't know which I way that put, goes. I wouldn't but put in a money fight, on it. Raylan would win, and there's no way he's just going to go there and murder him. Especially since especially since Clem doesn't have a gun at that point. The mm-hmm. Alba- Albanians took all he has is whatever he can bludgeon people with. Yeah. So it's a good question. Like I said, it's like some of this stuff felt very writerly because it felt like it was being compressed in the only shape it could be. Right, because any other way would have just completely unraveled, and eh, especially with the setup they had the last two episodes, it's a shame. Uh, so we're back to the current day, where Raylan, realizing what's happened, calls Carolyn, tells her to leave her house. He then calls Brill and tells him to send the cops to the Venus because Clem might be going after the Albanians. Again, I don't know how to explain this to how you spotted Manzel, where he spotted Manzel, when he did it, what he was doing at the time. Like, uh, how 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 does he give these tips? Um, but uh, I, I guess he comes out smelling like a rose. Yeah. Uh, so Clem goes to the nursing home, kills Toma and his guys, steals some cash. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Toma knew. Exactly who Skinder was. He's a boy and he's a fucking idiot. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. He's a dumbass. It's I, funny because like... Go ahead. I, I'm going to say you should probably not be able to shoot up a crime boss's stronghold this much, this easily, right? Like, dude. if you can walk in one man with a gun and take out a crime boss, dude, he's just a bad crime boss. Again, you guys have complete control of this world and situation. You don't mm-hmm. have to send Clem into a large facility with several armed men and then the only way he wins is like literally ever like they're hearing gunshots and yet people are just kind of like casually walking around looking around corners and then some guys have guns drawn but they're running in the wrong direction and looking the wrong way every single guy and he's just methodically walking through there like we had one person a feedbacker says it's like when did Clem turn into the governor of California he's the Terminator (laughs) Just walking in, all these guys have, and like, what possible reason would uh, Toma and dumbass cuz number one have to not have their guns drawn? And if well, both dumbass of them had their guns number drawn, one doesn't have a gun. He gave it to Skinder. Uh, you can see him patting around like, oh shit, I don't oh, have my gun. Oh, I thought he was going for his backup because I don't know very many people that Uh-oh. like professionally carry one gun that don't carry two. But sure, sure. I yeah that, okay that makes sense and then Tomo was just kind of he would he'd think his guy has the gun so he's right yeah. right and then he got caught it, off guard and goes for his got a lot of feedback that a lot of people found this a little hard to believe and I do too again, I do too but it's un- that luck shield right he this guy is the nexus of good luck for the whole <laughs> the whole run of this show but they could have done a bit like a b- more believable job at the luck angle. Like, let's say that uh, there's like f- six guys sitting or, you know, five or six guys sitting in the lobby room and they're like, hey, it's long. We have a long nights. Let's go ahead and get something to eat. 
And maybe even one of them complains like, hey, don't leave me all by alone here. It's like, ah, we got, you know, and then they just go because like Clem's locked up. Why would they care? So like the vast uh-huh. majority, they're like celebrating doing something. It's just Toma, him screaming at the cuz and then some, you know, one of the ha- hapless fat dudes that 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 uh, <laughs> make up the bulk of the gang, I guess. Then it's like, OK, <laughs> yeah. then it's just again, Manziel didn't earn the win. He got lucky. Mm and took advantage of him. But this is like, he comes in the fully armed stronghold, kills like seven dudes. When the old guy came out, because remember I had this theory that this is like a made man and woman retirement home mm-hmm. in the like Albanian gang. I thought that dude was going to roll out there like Uncle Tio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Tio yeah. from Breaking Bad and like, you know, ice that guy. But no. What what was, what do you think the, yeah, the meaning of that him? scene was? Is is it because he knows he's not a threat? But like Clem is not like just a violent psychopath asshole, but they've but spent is. the whole he kills season. Weems. Yeah, like I, I was expecting to pull a Boyd Crowder and like just ice that dude and be like, "I'm an outlaw, motherfucker!" Don't you forget? But he like mm-hmm. gives Grandpa a pass. Yeah, I can't I, tell you why he lets that guy live. It's complicated. It's complicated as Clem guy. I mean, the guy's a witness. The murders mm-hmm. that he committed. True. There's so many of those walking around out there. You know, he's <laughs> yeah. leaving a trail of witnesses. Right. We got to get out of this town alive. We'll be right back. I just poured a fresh shot of bourbon. We're back with more Justified. Anyway, uh, let's move over to Raylan driving out to Carolyn's house to check for Clem. And Brill calls, says they got to the nursing home a little too late. There are bodies everywhere. Carolyn fills up at the gas station as she waits for a call from Raylan. Damns him again. I don't know if we talked about it, but that uh, <laughs> goddamn it, Raylan. And he's like, yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What a great. fucking Chad. <laughs> How unbothered can you be? Like, yeah, I get it. This is stupid. You don't like it. But, you know, I'm wearing a hat and I'm carrying a gun. What do you want me to do? (laughs) I get the feeling that it does bother him. Uh, Maybe not in the instance where he's just kind of leaving a woman who he's been, you know, messing around with for a few Mm -hmm. weeks. But, like, with his daughter, it bothers him, right? Like, every every time a woman says, God damn it, Raylan, he's got to think of Winona and Willa and just... I wonder if he he's also just, looks at he's got looks at it do. different. Like, you know, Winona and uh, Ava and Carolyn, they had their eyes open when I walked in the door. They knew, like, you know. But, mm-hmm. like, Willa didn't ask for me to be her dad. Like, he's, like, yeah. a little bit more, like, well, I can't say, well, you should have known better to the person I brought into the world. I owe her better. <laughs> right. I could see him thinking that. That'd be a good thing to think I, I if, if I were him, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clem eventually shows up at Carolyn's house where Raylan's waiting for him. Clem chats up Raylan for a bit, like they're old buddies, uh, before he reaches for a tape in his pocket. Raylan thinks it's a gun, so he shoots him. Carolyn walks in just at that moment and calls it into the morgue. I don't know that you can... Can you call the morgue directly to come pick up a body? I feel like you call the police and they call the morgue. <laughs> Yeah, that's another. I guess if you're a defense thing attorney, too. maybe you have them on speed dial. I don't know, or, or, may, or maybe that's just because uh, yeah, this is a crime scene for sure. Uh-huh. Like, or may, maybe that's just a cold thing for her to say. Like, sure, sure. She yeah, I didn't be call. I just, uh, yeah, I didn't call. I called the morgue. 
Uh-huh. Uh, this is like the funny <laughs> one, of the funniest Raylan things, and I love it because I've I I used to have this phrase that I love to say when the things it's like, well, wouldn't it be nice, you know, like ifs and say ifs and buts and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I had to mm-hmm. retire it a, a decade ago because it got to be considered transphobic. But if your mama had wheels, she'd be a streetcar. Mm-hmm. Fucking perfect. I am yanking that. I now I've I've got that back in my arsenal. I love nice. it. If, yeah, and if your mama had cars, she'd be a streetcar. So fucking funny. The street it part is. of it makes it even. It's like adds a savage burn to your mom on the top of it because she's a street. She's out there in these streets. She's for the streets. streets. She's a streetcar. Like that's it's perfect. I love it. No notes. It is very good. Uh, I, I feel like a lot of the stuff up to. Clem's demise feels pretty good in this scene. Um, it's maybe the abruptness of it. It's it's the I wanted more of a showdown, and there was no showdown whatsoever to be had here. There's you, nothing the menacing thing, with Clem. There's nothing. It, it, it didn't feel right. It just didn't feel right. I I think this would have played beautifully if the rest of the episode had all of its eyes dotted and T's crossed. You'd be like, this is a bit like we'd be talking about like this Maybe. is a very different because this is a different Raylan and he's not sure how he feels about it. And it's kind of fucked up how he feels about his job in law enforcement and what he's doing and like why he's doing mm-hmm. this instead of being with his family. And it's like complicated, but like it's just one more weird fucking confusing thing on a weird, confusing finale episode. So we're like, nah, but I, I, I in, in a different world, I wondered if this would have played a, 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 be, a little bit better because, again, it subverts the idea that. You think Raylan's gonna kill the bad guy in some, you know, intense gun play with skill and all that, but they at the end the of the day, I kind of want to get what I want. Yeah, and I want a showdown. I don't want to be subverted to the very end. I want to get. I want satisfaction. God damn it. Yeah. God damn it, Raylan. I want satisfaction. Give it to me. And then everything he was saying was leading up to like, you know, my daddy was a real hellraiser. And he was uh, this, that, with the other. The, he, he name checks Waylon Jennings in this, which I yeah. thought was interesting because he's like one of the granddaddies of like outlaw country. Sure. So he was a rebel himself in his own way. And so Clem, it, it, they do a lot. Jack White's pretty far fucking away from outlaw country. Yeah, he. Do, I would say he doesn't fit musically into... It's a like real saying style, which my I, musical influences are Hank Williams Jr., and stained, uh, you know. <laughs> no, come on, give Jack White. I like, credit, I like, man. I like Willie Nelson and Nickelback. Like what? I mean, okay, Jack, but it's like it's it's not outlaw country. It's it's not outlaw country, but it is a guy who did his own thing. You know, he didn't sound. Him and Meg didn't sound like anybody who True. was on the radio at the time. Certainly, they were originals. I guess you got that. Yeah, yeah, and they kind of stripped it back, stripped music back to its roots, which. I appreciate it, uh, but the thing is, like, they do some good work character-wise with Clem in this scene because you finally, I think, understand Clem. You know, mm. it's not it's not just that he wanted to be a musician; he wanted to live up to his father's reputation too, and that's why he was getting in with Sweetie because Sweetie had that sort of reputation. Yeah, and why he wanted he to be a chip. He, he looked at him almost as a father because he was seeking his approval so hard because of the music stuff. So. And here that he is seeking is really good. the other cool older man's ap- approval in his life, Raylan. Raylan? Yeah. Yeah. Thinking we could have been friends. But he's just, like I said, there's this this heavy dose of just deep delusion that made yeah. me hard. Mm-hmm. Like, if there was any sincerity to this, 
But and then also like Timothy Oliphant has not given him anything. He's playing his whole thing like Yep. Uh, it feels very one sided. I Yeah, like 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 what he's seeing is bizarre and incomprehensible. You know, Dude, like don't he doesn't you know I'm here it. to kill you, dude? And kind of <laughs> like, disgusted, like kind of like uh-huh. in like there's this like a level of disgust and like uh you know, like oh revolt like of just like I don't know. Unmanly every is probably not they, the right word, but he's he's go ahead. When they encountered each other previously, there were always threats being made, and I felt like everybody knew the score in those scenes, right? Like Clem had the same demeanor about him, but you could also tell underneath it he knew exactly what was going on. Here it doesn't feel the same way. Here it feels like yeah. he really thinks they're buddies now. Cause cause Raylan came back for him. It just yeah, before feels when off. he was doing shit like this with like um Sweetie and uh God damn it, not Shelly. Why can't I never Sandy. think of this woman? Sandy. Or, or even Rayla himself at times. They when when he would do this with them, I always thought it's like because he thought he had the upper hand, that he had them thoroughly cowed, uh-huh. that he had the but like now it's like I wonder if I watch this back and just he's just been fully delusional the whole time. Or he doesn't understand that not like everyone it. is as intimidated by him as, or he met the one guy who wasn't going to be intimidated by him. Or, yeah, like maybe. I said, it's 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 weird because it also feels like a little, a, a little bit of a different Clem than we got for the other seven episodes. I agree. I agree. Especially when he's asking, you know, what'd you kill me for? He seems oblivious to the very end. But he pulls out chicken fat. Is he he's serious or is this like him just saying this to like twist Raylan? Like, is this his ultimate revenge? Is like you won and but but that's I I got the idea ever since the last episode that like Clem saw Raylan for what he was and didn't want any part of it at the end. And like mm-hmm. this is kind of a yellow belly act. Like he's really trying to but why why come and try to why come and break into Carolyn's house like if you're wanting to ingratiate yourself with Raylan? I don't it, it's 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 Yeah, I assume <sighs> he comes here to make Carolyn pay. Uh so I I'm not even sure he thought that Raylan would be here. I feel like we're trying to uh, solve a crossword puzzle where they fucked up the clues and yeah. they got a couple of the print the, the print it's just a misprint. It's like I'm just bashing my brains out trying to figure out what the hell 23 across is, and it's supposed to be, I don't know, luck, and it's duck because they fucked up the clue. I, I don't know because it's just not nothing about his like, like I said, I outlawed like I outlined what I thought was a convincing tale of Clem's life at the beginning of the podcast, and that's all there is to it. He just was a beneficiary of a bunch of undeserved luck from just being extremely charismatic and good looking. Uh, just every fucking break he got, and eventually that luck ran out. Yeah, seems like it. I will say, I think this killing is justified. When he whips out that tape, that's torture. That's that's a threat of torture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that that the, the Raylan could have put himself, his ears could have had permanent damage if he'd listened to that guy warble uh-huh. for even one bar. Shit, it could have killed him. I don't know. Yeah, Clem did die for his music, though, right? He wanted. <laughs> He wanted Daddy to hear his music one last time. Like one, I said, one he, other Daddy. <laughs> he he lived as he died, a completely delusional dumbass. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go six weeks into the future. Here, we're in Miami, Florida. Raylan's hanging out with the marshals during a retirement party for Chief Dan Grant. 
Dan congratulates Raylan on his pay bump and triumph in Detroit and says he'd be happy to recommend him as, as chief there in Miami. And Raylan quits on the spot. I liked, uh, who's this guy from uh, Anchorman, David Kochner? Yeah, I, I don't know his name. I recognize uh, his face. The, the sport, the, the, the Zowie guy or whatever from Sports Guy. I, I just think he's, I, I mean, he's just really funny as a Marshall given kind of like a roast at it. I thought that was nice. And he's always jarring he, when he shows up in roles that are supposed to be semi-serious because I think right. of him as a ridiculous sure. blowhard uh but and he kind of is that in this scene. He's allowed yeah. to be kind of like a boozed up Marshall talking about Marshalls and daughters. And you think this is going to setting up Raylan to, you know, find some way to, you know, you, you see like that his boss, uh, Dan, has successfully merged it. He's got his daughter. Is, no, no, no. I'm sorry. This is the, the David Kochner guy. Um, the guy giving a speech. He's found the way mm-hmm. to his daughter followed in his footsteps. Didn't want, but they're making it work. And he's proud of her. And. They, they showed right, right there a path that like Raylan could pursue and he just zags it. It's 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 nice this boss thinking that Raylan is trying to suck up for the job and then this Raylan's face getting more and more sour and he's like, no, Dan, that's not what I was going to say at all. Because uh, uh, <laughs> he was going on like, I you know, Raylan, you raised your blood pressure, we batted heads, but uh, it's all bygones and if I had anything to do to make you a better man or a Leo, and he's like, nah, I quit. Uh, I, I'm a little nice sad scene. that we don't get an appearance from Art. I, I feel like that's one of the things that's maybe missing, and it it they're doing kind of a stand-in here with this chief. But I, just I don't was feel wondering like I don't that when the phone call came at the end of the episode if he would pick it up and you'd be like Raylan, uh-huh. it's Art, and then that would be it. Because that would have been that makes sense, right? That Art yeah. would be the one calling him. Oh, uh, it's a hundred. That's the thing is he's spiritually yeah. in this episode because that's exactly right, yeah. where that phone call is coming from. True. Um, I don't know. Like, you know, it's Nick Searcy's getting kind of old, isn't he? I, I, that's why I was thinking, how old is he? And if they that do would go gar- back, even if they do go back, I think it'd be funny to see. Uh, was it Tim and Robin? Was that the his? Uh, Mm-hmm. The other deputies, it'd, it'd be cool to see one of them running the joint. Yeah, like the next generation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Tim always busted Raylan's balls, I, oh, even yeah. more than Art, I'd say. Yeah, that episode, he was not think... willing to bend rules as much. I would love to see him as the chief over there. Or the man episode, I think, is in season two where Tim is assigned to not let his eyes off of Raylan. Mm-hmm. And Raylan's like, you know, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna ditch you. And Tim's like, game on. And the whole episode is Raylan playing cat and mouse and fucking with him. Oh, yeah, so good. Yeah, but yeah, it it would have been, it would have felt good to see to see Art. And there were several times where I thought, oh, maybe maybe Art could show up. You know, uh, next scene, Raylan's at home painting his porch and he gets a package. And I was thinking, oh, is this? Yeah, this whiskey could it be art and it's planted so of course it's carolyn um sure. and there's a letter there from her and she's now a judge she says hey uh you know i heard about your retirement i get it maybe i can come to miami sometime and we can talk about it and then uh winona and willa show up and find out that he's retired which is a shock to say the least winona says she's glad he could quit the job for willa if he couldn't do it for her Raylan's so funny letting her get a nice long drink of Mr. Givens as she's backing out. 
like 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 did you see like just looking at her uh uh-uh, uh giving her that. the giving her the tom hanks helen hunt treatment at the end of uh <laughs> at the end of castaway uh-huh yeah yeah he's haunting he's haunting her like that's like that's got that's got to be the worst of your wife you settle for some dude that's not Raylan, and then three years later Raylan gets his shit together oh yeah, my yeah. god do you ever get over that do you ever get over that i hope so i hope so i'd like to think Winona yeah. isn't that possessed by the spirit of Raylan here she but... seemed pretty possessed back yeah. in that jeep out that driveway man <laughs> And I'm fucking Willa, I, I I love seeing Winona here. I, I was it was wondering, great seeing Winona. It, you know, good. at the end, which of the cameos are we going to get? The the appearances from the old cast, and this was a good one. It, it made w- the most sense. Willa just tear assing through Raylan's drive, like yard jobbing him on the way to his driveway. Uh-huh. All uh huh. All the gardeners. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because uh, like. I was wondering when we saw Boyd Crowder show up because we see Rayland in this. Uh, he's got this shirt with this Lucinda Williams quote from her song Lake Charles about, you know, driving around in Baton Rouge in a yellow Camp Camaro. And I thought it'd be it'd be interesting if they ended with Boyd driving away in a yellow Camaro playing this song because it kind of suits mm-hmm. them both to show the similarities. But mm-hmm. they had Boyd driving away in more of like a bluesy rock song and he was driving a Ford mustang so i think they're like a greenish gold ford so i think they're like trying to subtly show that they're very different they're not actually um but uh, yeah it's uh, a lot i don't know reading a lot into a t-shirt and a make a car but sure but you know they they pick those t-shirts they pick those cars yeah uh i think this is a pretty good place to leave the winona raylan relationship Mm -hmm. you know um we know she's remarried to another guy that she's happy with. Mm-hmm. And that, that wound is always going to be there, right? The the yeah. idea that they could have had something great, but his job mm-hmm. just kept getting yeah. in the way. Now he's quit, woman. and it's bittersweet, right? Because it's bitter for her because she still wishes she could have been with Raylan, but it's sweet because he did it for their daughter. Yeah, I imagine that's got to feel good as uh, her mom, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's maybe not quite as good of a place to leave Raylan uh, as they left him in Justified. You know, his yeah. letting uh, uh, Jesus, what's her name? Willa? No, Boyd's. Uh, oh, Ava. Ava, yeah, yeah. Leaving, like letting her go and doing that for a kid, right? It wasn't his mm-hmm. kid, but... Mm-hmm. And and lying to Boyd about it, yeah, I, I think all that was really really good. But this is as good as you could hope for, I think, with Winona and him. Uh, so Raylan takes his daughter out on a government seized boat. I looked in his Andy Hunt. I thought I, was, I thought it'd be a fun connection if that was the drug dealer he blew away in the first episode. That'd be like a nice at least something. But like as far as I can tell, this is just a name they threw out there. It's a Stanley Garlic boat. It's a Stanley fucking garlic original. Of course. Yeah. Of course it is. Uh, <laughs> fucking Stanley garlic. And then we go over to Kentucky to the Tramble Penitentiary where Boyd Crowder gives a sermon about embracing change, rejecting hate, um, and replacing it with love to a group of prisoners. He's transported to the doctors to investigate his malaise, which is just so 
deliciously non-specific. <laughs> yeah. uh, during the ride, My health has been on decline of late. <laughs> so good. During the ride, he starts screaming and freaking out. The officers pull over to investigate, and it's revealed that he is in a relationship with one of these guards, and she sets him free, and they leave together for Mexico. It's all part of the plan. Yeah, I knew it. As soon as he said my health is in decline, I'm like, bullshit. Yeah, this is a and plan I got to be out. transferred to a hospital. I was like, I'm not uh-huh. sure how, but I know he's getting out of here. <laughs> and God damn, I, I, can I be completely honest? I think this review would be significantly more negative of Ward for this last five minutes because this was pure pleasure. Yeah, Coming, a lot of this. I just finished Righteous Gemstones like last week which is like a victory lap for Walton Goggins in my mind he's just amazing yeah, and yeah. he still got like those big white teeth and the crazy fucking hair and you know he's like oh I still bear the scars of my hate and he rolls up to show that he's, he's peeled off that swastika that he was or, or mm-hmm. rocking the whole series and and I'm replacing it with love literally he's running off with this girl he seduced in prison his corrections <laughs> officer I mean, this is perfect. This is this mm-hmm. is the, the ending for Boyd. Uh, this is like the, the the ending Raylan got in season six of Justified. This is Boyd's happy ending. Yeah, totally. He's he's a free man. Uh, he's out there with the lovely lady drinking mezcal, Dri- driving a Ford border. Mustang Mach One south of the border. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh. He he got to meet Luis Guzman, who I particularly yeah. like as an actor. <laughs> Right, yeah, uh, uh, Greendale College's own, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's been so many things. I think of him from, like, <laughs> anger management for some reason. I don't know why. Is but... that the one? Yeah. Uh... Uh, oh, oh I, don't, I don't know if that's the one, but it's one. He's really good in The Count of Monte Cristo, that, like, late 90s remake they, they did. Wow. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Seeing Boyd was a pleasure. You know, it whether... was unexpected too. I did not totally. see it coming when it showed yeah. Kentucky and that. I mean, I like I said, I as soon as the chemical reaction hit my eyeballs and my brain, I just put the two. But it's yeah, I wasn't expecting it. It was just so fun to mm-hmm. that they have yeah, a little 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 caper for Boyd too. Yep. And, and it's, that's the thing. It's like it's so hokey. Like when he starts screaming and yelling back there, I'm like, oh my God, boy, yeah. Jesus Christ, this is pathetic even for you. But mm-hmm. he just, I, and I noticed he stared down that, that lady CEO, right? Like when oh, they were walking he? out. I didn't see that. Yeah, he like did this like unhinged stare at her. And I thought he was like, you know, like this oh, is like him trying to oh, hail Mary or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. When they're doing the long walk out. And mm-hmm. I thought this is like some kind of desperate Hail Mary for him to try to do get something together. But he'd already get fucking had it in the bag. Preaching about I, love. <laughs> I kept looking for like, okay, so he's got to get them to pull over on this bridge so they can surround him. And, and I thought like that was like, the, that was like, the, like the, Har- the, the Harlan County Bridge. I was like, uh-huh, the, uh-huh. you know, that, that, that is that the border of Noble Holler? I'm not sure, but I, I kept bridge? looking for the angle. And yeah. I did. I should have known. He just seduced. I, I kept on waiting for a bunch of rusted out pickup trucks with dudes and cut off yep. flannels and shotguns yep. to pop. But yeah, I didn't see that he just uh, just wrapped another lady around his finger. Yeah, charming Gonna bastard. Go, go to Mexico, start a religion. I guess I don't know. <laughs> we'll yeah, see. yeah. I mean, hook up with Andy DeFriends and uh, sure. Red from Shawshank. Sure. Go uh-huh. in the boat the boating charter. Yeah. I, again, I think it does permanent violence to Raylan given soul. 
but I I, I would go for a justified mm. Poncho Villa edition. That that would be really cool. Yeah. That could be I fun. don't know if I even would settle for them just going back to Harlan and doing the old bullshit. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, what's in Harlan now, right? If Harlan if was changed, Boyd like, is there. Who cares? I think Loretta is running things. Loretta yeah, McCready, that might be I, true. I, I think she's kind of like the new, like maybe a more benevolent Mags. Ben- like I, I think that Harlan mm-hmm. left and kind of like it, it couldn't get lower, right? And all the old low life yeah. criminals had been executed or sent to prison by the end of the series. So mm-hmm. I don't know. What, yeah, like what do you go back to? So Nothing. go Gotta on, chase down yeah. Boyd. Gotta go south of the border. I don't uh, know how you get the marshals involved. Like I said, it have to be some kind of joint task force with some rough riding Mexican federales. But that mm-hmm. honestly sounds super fucking cool. Another sure. fish out of water. Yep. Uh, we go back to the boat in Miami where Raylan gets an alert about Boyd's escape. I think. I mean, it's a call from the marshals after he escaped. So I assume. Uh, Will asks why Raylan quit, but before he can answer, the marshals' office calls. Uh, does he does he answer it I hope and I think he doesn't here's the thing because if the show can get another season he answers it if they can't get another season he did not answer the phone well that's what I that's why I was about to say it's like you know uh, if you look at and I was trying to find get my hands on this because I was kind of shocked at how low rated this series was. And I get it, it's been a couple of years. Um and it was like not justified. Well it's not just the ratings that have been low, it's the opinion of the show, I think, from yeah. a lot of fans. Yeah. Um like so Justified start never was a huge hit. It like, you know, hovered around two to three million. Uh it was canceled in season uh six at one point eight share. It's been struggling to pull like a point two. Um, that's low. I mean, even in yeah. the days of streaming, even in the days low. of streaming. I mean, I'm watching um, it on Hulu. So oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Counting, I'm sorry. I was but... wrong. It started at point eight, but it dropped to a point like a point five nine point low. So it's but but still, it's like a okay. fraction of what Let's... it was when it got canceled in the first place. So and it's not the lowest ratings I've seen for a show that has continued. Um I don't think but it's something that gets announced renewal right away. I think it's another yeah. one like if if the gang gets back together in five years, um, you could tell that story. But I I don't know. Like, ah, uh, I just, mm, I just don't think this show did enough to get executives excited about greenlighting another one. Um, yeah, or it's like, not just about ratings. Like I said, it's sentiment. I I think the sentiment on this show from the fandom was not super high, uh, even from the people who thought it was passable i think they thought it was just passable well but then you look at you know indiana jones like we said you got crystal skull and they still ran it back for one more but i mean you know mm-hmm. justified's not raiders either so i think somehow it's, it's, spielberg's been contractually obligated for like 30 years to do that <laughs> to do five five movies yeah i'm not even kidding i think there was actually no, I a know. contract yeah i i don't think it had any teeth at this point in their, no, their career not. and all that He's but, but yeah fucking spielberg right <laughs> right right and he didn't make this last movie technically so okay but that movie but i mean that was a good so i i don't yeah i i i wouldn't i wouldn't give uh i wouldn't bet a lot of money that there's going to be a justified pancho via edition um, i'll say fx likes to 
bet on their creatives more than a lot of other networks, especially. Um, yeah. So if I mean, look anybody at the would loyalty to have the Ryan Murphy, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> sure. How many seasons is American? I think Horror if they're story going on like seventeen of American Horror Story. Yeah, and I, that can't be the most popular show in the world. So I, I think it, it's possible that another season will happen, and I would certainly be here to watch it. It's just I don't know that it has a much better shot than this season of being something exceptional in the Justified Universe. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a damn, it's, I, it's with a Boyd damn out. I mean, with Boyd out, it might feel like more of a return to form no That's matter the what thing. they I, do, but it's also going to feel slightly wrong. It's going to feel like a betrayal again of his daughter, which I don't want to happen. Oh, geez. I was just looking. American Horror Story has been a below a million. It was struggling to put up a 0. 0.1, 0. 0.2 share last season, and it got renewed for another season. So, oh, that's below um, 100,000. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty low. Um, I, I, I don't know because I the other thing is like I think Justify is a fairly cheap show to make. It's not mm-hmm. a period piece. Uh, there's not a lot of stunts. The locations are sure. pretty cheap to film. Um, so like there, it might be one of those bang for the buck type of situations. But I, I don't know. Like I said, a mini series. Uh, I would love to see a movie. I think that would be really cool to see like a like a, a nice trim two hour Raylan plot. Uh, like mm-hmm. I mentioned, like uh, and then the only way they can have their cake and eat it too is to keep Raylan retired. And sure. I. I think you could come up with the ways to make him like consulting or a private detective or just like he's, you know, that, that's that's a pretty well-worn archetype. The guy who's not on the police force, but he might have could have what he, he I, I think they could pull something like that. How, off. how about this? Boyd finds out he has a child and Raylan has to step in between him and his child between him and Ava. Oh, to try to keep. So he's uh, protecting away. the family, right? Could that feel okay? I don't know if I like the idea of Boyd hunting down Ava and his 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 child. That doesn't be I mean, maybe because... he wants his child. No, no, I get it, and, but like know, Ava's on the run. But it's still, it's like you can't root for that, right? And uh, that was the hardest thing about sure, season six sure. is like seeing Boyd turn into someone that he always was, but like a deeply unlikable, mm-hmm. reprehensible yeah, yeah. person. Like it just reminds you of like, oh yeah, Boyd. Even though he's charming and he's good looking and he's funny and he's resourceful. Uh, he's still a very bad person. Yeah. So he's like out for himself and no one else. So I know that, but like it's it's that stuff. I, I think the show works best when they're kind of like using spoken mirrors to like hide that fact, obfuscate the fact. It's most like that he's kind of an anti-hero of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if he's going after right. Ava, even if he's like, I just want, I just Ava, I just want to have be a part. I'm like, no, no, you just stay away, stay away <laughs> from the family. It. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, that's the only note I can think of for Raylan that would feel good, right? If he's trying to step in to save to protect a family, but at the same time, yeah, it wouldn't feel great for Boyd either. Did you answer about what you thought about him picking up the phone? Uh, no, I didn't because I'm torn on it. Uh, I, I like I said, I think it all depends on whether or not they get another season of this show. If oh. they don't, I'm I'm saying he never picks up that phone, and he just lives okay. happily ever after with Willa. Uh, they paint the they paint each other's rooms every other week as a practical joke. Rearrange the furniture, put up Elvis posters, sure, and that's their life and happily ever after. Of course, Ra- if they get another season, yes, he definitely picks up that phone. Raylan becomes an Elvis impersonator, <laughs> tours the country. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
He becomes a Josh Duhamel impersonator. <laughs> Stars in a bunch of Die Hard movies. I don't know. Oh man. All right, Transformers. we're uh, we're 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 like railing himself. We're stretching ourselves pretty thin here. Um, oh, there was one question that we asked last episode, or that you you seemed pretty dead set oh, on shit. needing to see this. Oh shit! The song, the theme song, either either the Deep Dark Hills or Never Leave Harlan Alive. I think they could have done it with with Boyd. Like they could have gone at like uh, yeah yeah I'm with you or maybe they would have been cool to have it play a I I'm trying to think but when do you drop it do you drop it like just do you play a few I because I, 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 they could have dropped a few notes of it like just when they hit you with the Kentucky uh huh I thought it would have been interesting if they play it like and uh, they do do that twangy country music yeah there, right? Or so. what if they played it like where Boyd is on the prison transport to the hospital? Because they did, I think, make him look a little older, sicker. And they start playing it up and like R- Boyd's looking like contemplative and sad. And you're thinking, oh, man, maybe this isn't bullshit. Maybe he thinks he is dying and he won't leave Har- uh, Kentucky alive. Mm-hmm. And then the, and then, the escape, then, yeah. then they do the switcheroo with a triumph on that. Um, or yeah, could they that could have been cool. I was like, it'd be sacrilege to do an upbeat version uh, you'll never leave Harlan yeah. alive for his victory. That would be because it's like, uh-huh. but I missed it. I think, like a lot of things, I think if they thought a little bit harder, they could have they could have made it a lot better and more satisfying, and they didn't. So, oh, they committed various sins in this show. The least of which yeah. is not jeans on a boat. I, so Raylan's on Wiki Feet now. He's got his feet up there on the dash. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's put in front. It's center. a real shame. But he's uh-huh. also wearing jeans. On this boat, and I get it. He is railing fucking Givens, but that his ought to legs be have not seen. His legs are so white. Oh my! They God. have seen so few photons of light in his entire life that, like, if he exposed them in the full Miami sun, he would get <laughs> stage four melanoma instantly. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. Just from the waist down, he would evaporate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he would just just twist into beef jerky. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> so okay fine as a health measure a health precaution i'll accept it but have we ever seen timothy oliphant's legs he gets bare chested a lot i'm trying to think if i've ever seen him like stripped down to like his, his i don't skitties. think so yeah maybe, maybe so there's I a think... scene in in santa clarita diet or something because he always wore suits and stuff in that, like Dockers and Chinos, and like I and like on Deadwood, he's like, yeah, all you see is his fucking hands and face. Like there, it's these country western hmm. getups are not not about jorts, man. They're, they don't embrace the no. jort lifestyle. Not man, the I've ideal. Seen his feet now though, Blech. yeah. <laughs> That's it, man. Well, you know, he, I hear he eats crackers in bed too. Everyone kick him out. Um... <laughs> You're listening to the Justified Podcast. We'll be right back. Howdy, deputy. We're back with the Justified Podcast. Should we do feedback? We got some feedback. I don't yeah, think we're doing a conventional sure. wrap-up, a standalone wrap-up episode. Um, I, yeah. just, I don't think there's the interest there. And I think that uh, we can say I, we've actually got a pretty co- a couple good definitive feedbacks here, so I think okay. where this feedback edition will 
unless you got strong feelings otherwise. No. Uh, be it until we hear about Raylan riding again. Uh, JJ Johnson's up first. He says, let me start by saying Justified is a great show to watch. The camera work, the music, the feel, especially the dialogue are all outstanding. I got. I don't know what they changed around episode four, but I had no complaints about the music once we got to the back half. Hmm. Like, I don't know whether they started more bluesy and conventional crime drama and they got more into Justified as things went on, but... I, mean, I never yeah. really had a complaint about it, but it definitely didn't feel like Justified in its music, for sure. Uh, but JJ continues, but the plots are not outstanding. The Justified plots are almost as bad as the ridiculous money laundering schemes they have going on in Ozark. I'd never seen Ozark. You're in Ozark. Like, they got bad oh, schemes yeah. in Ozark. Oh, yeah. I mean, Jason Bateman should have been dead a hundred times in that show. Yeah. Starting uh, in, like, episode one. <laughs> and it never lets up. So there's a black book with names and numbers on it that belong to a deceased judge. Even if it's explicitly stated the persons, the dates, and the dollar value of the crimes, it's still just a written list. There's no chain of evidence back to the judge. The judge oh, is Maureen dead and testified to the authenticity of any of it. Legally, it's nothing but hearsay. I'm not a lawyer. I would be very surprised if that's actually true. That's a hard piece of physical evidence. And you're that. and you're not going to be able to get some fuckers in that book to to verify. Yeah, no, this book is real. Like literally, if everyone stands strong in that book and then shuts up and get, gets their lawyer, maybe. But the fact that the judge has waved it around the police, I don't, I don't know. Like I said, it's like I, I'm not a lawyer. I'm, I'm right. not a lawyer, mm-hmm. but it seems it doesn't seem true to me what you just said there. Uh, he goes, I guess Elmore is a great many things, but not creating, but not at creating believable plots. Here's the thing. You probably haven't read a lot of Elmore Leonard. If you do, Elmore Leonard thinks, and mostly justified in doing so, that criminals are just really stupid people. Um, they're stupid when they're career criminals. They're stupid when they're civilians that get delusions of grandeur and 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 see a bunch of dollars on the table and, and got to jump at it. His criminals are not smart and neither are his cops so much um, like sometimes there'll be one smart cop or there'll be one smart criminal. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like kind of like his Rube Goldberg contraption that kind of just resolves itself in an entertaining, uh, suspenseful way. So like, I don't know if that's good plot, but like I've never read an Elmer Leonard book and thought, oh, man, this book sucks. I'm not believing what's <laughs> going. It's, it's like you're chuckling at the impending doom that's about to happen to people. But it's a different vibe, and and I I don't know like, I you, you know what I think about season two of Justified. Yeah, I think that's unassailable. I agree, even from a plot perspective. Ava's money bag, uh, evidence room, two episode escapades, with the possible exception that shit made sense. Great characters tied to the place and the setting, uh, in a realistic, grounded way. Super fucking operatic and gothic. It's just like everything you want in Justified. And I think that, like, you know, seasons three, four, and especially six are kind of, like, slightly lesser versions of that. So, I I don't know. This wasn't great. I'll give you that. But Mm -hmm. it's not a Raylan story. It's an original Elmore that they filed off the hero and they put Raylan in. And and honestly, the more I think about it, a lot of the hokey shit revolves around maybe that substitution. And I think I wouldn't Um, have cared so much that the plot you know was convoluted or didn't make sense in parts if it was more entertaining i I think that's the major thing that they kind of missed the mark on is i just never got all those raylanisms that i love i i i got them in such small doses that it didn't really feel like justified as much as it should have yeah 
Yeah, it was a little stately, stately in pace. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't as wry. Like so much of Justify is very wry. You know, the stakes are yeah. usually the people aren't getting murdered and tortured and kidnapped and everything. It's usually some kind of like you know, uh, real estate scheme <laughs> or pill being pulled out of people and <laughs> yeah, and them freaking out about it. Yeah. Yeah, just Raylan getting a drop on a bunch of dummies and, you know, him and Tim cutting wise and Art busting his balls and mm-hmm. Ava being cute and Winona being exasperated. It's just, yeah, it's... There was not, nobody it to bust City Raylan's Primeval. balls, right? Yeah, like the in the times that there's people that are busting his balls, they don't land because it's like shit that City Slickers are saying about his and he don't care, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like Brill's an asshole. Like, I don't care if Brill's busting his balls. Like, right, like, Brill calls up, you're a dumb, ugly asshole. asshole, Raylan. Like, does Raylan take offense? <laughs> says who, you know? Uh-huh. Um, David says, I'm a little late starting the series and catching up on the pod, but I wanted to bring some more comfort to Jim and assert that Brill is still a piece of shit. Probably an outright murderer. All right. The episode was saying his roommates experienced the latest innovation in Albanian dental care. I think it's heavily implied that Brill murders the Albanian truth extractor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. During the, during the scene, the Albanian takes off and Sandy's roommate decides to take matters in her own hands. Brill chases him out in the building where we hear him very loudly shout, drop the weapon before firing several shots. When Raylan makes his way downstairs, we see him lying face down, pointing away from the building with several bullet holes in his back. But I can tell mm-hmm. the man was unarmed at this point and not a threat to Brill or anyone else in the area. I'm sure now, the guy had a gun on him, but he was probably running. You're right. Yeah, I would certain he had unarmed. Yeah, I agree with uh, uh, except for the unarmed part. I I agree with everything else. Mm-hmm. Now that we know that Bill's phil- Brill's philosophical approach to law enforcement is get the bad guys, uh, make sure they get what's coming to them one way or another. Do you think he has it in him to execute an unarmed man fleeing the scene? Yes, but I think that's the troubling aspect of the show is I don't think Raylan thinks what Brill did was wrong. I think Raylan thinks what Brill did is distasteful. Sure, sure. Do you see the difference? Oh, yeah. You know, like, and that's kind of weird to me. Um, it kind of in the same way that like, it's like, it's one of those things where, and I'm not sure if you're supposed to, uh, that the moment's earned. So like, there's this, there's something early on in, um, uh, Mad Men where Don finds out one of his co-workers is gay and we thought as an audience knowing Don Draper that he was going to dig deep and even though it's anachronistic and uh, realize, mm-hmm. we thought that da- the, that uh, Don was going to be cool right? Right. He's, but he's was Don cool prime, about it? The protagonist like no Don was not cool about Don it. Don was not cool about it he wasn't as cruel as maybe he could have been but sure. he was not cool about it and you feel bad it's like oh shit I kind of like I'm not sure if the show wants this to realize that this is essentially you know like Raylan not like this is not being cool this is not cool behavior or does the show's aesthetic like think that that's it's like that's oh, distaste you shouldn't but you know that guy that guy pulled the woman's tooth out. He deserved to die for sure. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, right? Like this, it, it's it's justified in the way that Raylan can justify some of his killings or some of his uh, actions. It's this guy thinks, and I, I'm in the mind of Brill here. I don't agree with anything I'm saying here. I'm, I'm speaking as Brill. This guy thinks that the people that he, you know, plants evidence on and sends away or shoots in the back as they're fleeing deserved it because they've mm-hmm. done other things like a guy right. like this who's who's you know got a got a court a crime hq 
carrying a gun around, pulling people's teeth out, fucking uh-huh. deserves to be shot in the back as yeah. he runs away. That's yeah. what Brill thinks. Brill's still a huge asshole. I agree mm. with you 100%. I'm just, I'm willing to use the man's name because in a moment where a truly innocent man yeah. is being, you know, two homicides are being hung on him, he does the right thing. That's the difference is like, I still uh, think he's an asshole. <laughs> he, if he thinks a person's guilty and he doesn't know a person's guilty, he'll send him up the river. But if he knows a person's innocent, he's yeah. not so corrupt that he'll pin something on it just to clear his clearance rate or to get a boss off his back or whatever. Right. So it's like, yeah, I, I, I don't mean, want anybody to think that I, me, you know, saying, oh, yeah, he did the right thing in this moment is me letting him off the hook for any of that shit. In a moral continuum, I think he is superior to Maureen. But he's sure, a sure. damn sight far from Raylan, and Raylan's a damn mm-hmm. sight far from like a guy like Wendell, who is yeah. a good cop. Yeah, by by the book, by the numbers. Because that's one thing Justified has said: like Raylan is not a good cop. Mm-hmm. He might be a good nineteen eighteen fifties federal marshal, but <laughs> sure. he has the misfortune of not living in the right time or place for all that shit. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, at one point he was going to be arrested. He was arrested himself, right? Like the only reason he gets out of Harlan with his freedom is because Art lets him off the hook to go. Yeah, like he's he's done bad things for sure, mm-hmm. and you can call it justified, but but I think that's the that's the, so legal. Does the show understand why Raylan has got this interesting moral niche that he carves out? Why he's justified? Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing. Raylan puts criminals in a position where if they draw down on him, which they 100% know is the wrong thing to do by the time <laughs> that they get in his position, he's not baiting some random street punks on drug charges because he's getting off. He's like, sure. I'm going to bait you into drawing on me, and then I, as a federal officer, an armed federal officer, I'm justified to putting you down. The criminal can avoid that and go to jail, which they do deserve, mm-hmm. by not pulling on Raylan. Sure. Okay. I think it's different than Raylan putting someone in a position where they run and then he shoots him in the back. Totally. So it's like that's the element that's that's that like because Raylan, choice, you can, right? Raylan's not going to execute you. He's going to defend himself. Uh-huh. Whereas Brill will just execute you. Yeah. And that is a big difference. A that's a big difference. But again, I don't think Raylan finds it wrong. He just finds it distasteful. Sure. Um, Scott says, I'm very familiar with the book. Oh, this is interesting because Scott put in a bunch of predictions based on him reading the book last episode. And it's going to be I think it'll be interesting to see how the shape of the book differs from the episode. He says, I'm very familiar with the book that shows based on I can't quite tell if I'm rooting for a climax similar to the book or subversion of it. Again, this was sent in after episode seven before episode eight. I guess without giving anything away, I could see the judge's book gets Clem and Raylan out of their current pickle with the Albanians. And there's a pretty climactic shootout as some less bad cops show up and somehow Clem gets out alive without actually being charged for his part in it. However, Clem just can't let things go and can't help but push his luck and does indeed go after Rayland because we need that showdown. This might be the one time that Rayland does need to justifiably gun down the big bad of the season and it's pretty satisfying if he does. I don't... This It seems like this was wildly different than the book. Yeah. Because the book had something to do with the Albanians. Uh, there's a climactic shootout between, like, I guess, Brill and Wendell and maybe the Albanians. And that would have been an interesting way to go with Clem. 
that like Klim shows up right as the cops get there to protect the Albanians. The Albanians get confused and they start uh, exchanging gunfire at the police. And Klim is now taking advantage of like a crossfire situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's tough because like I can't. And then he goes after Raylan. He didn't. He went after Carolyn and gets shot in what lukewarm blood. Yeah, sure. Uh, it seems a lot different than the books. All I'm saying. Yeah, totally. Surprising. Uh, one little thing as a bass player myself, I was pleased at how the show sweated the details of Sweetie's bass playing. Bass playing. Jesus Christ. He played that bass. <laughs> Start with that bass. Played that. Yeah, he has a synthesizer and a Billy bass, and the things he can do bending that fish. It's insane. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like playing a saw blade, right? Yeah. It makes that same yeah. kind of warbly metal sound. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh, looked like Vondi Curtis Hall was playing or at least miming well to that bass solo. Uh, shows hardly ever show music- musicians playing their instruments correctly, and I thought it was a neat detail. Vondi can either play or he took the time to learn at least that bass solo part. Nice touch. I- I'm with you. As a guy who plays guitar a little bit, uh, I was watching his fingers in that moment and thinking, oh, they actually, he-, he either actually knows how to play or he learned this one lick because. The other thing I noticed is as soon as he plays like the first six, seven notes of this thing, they cut away and they never show a close up again. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so yeah. they might have just had him. He might have just learned like the first few notes, but he looked pretty convincing as a bass uh-huh. player there. Um, Reggie D says Aretha Spank. Aretha. Aretha Spanklin. Aretha Spanklin. What in the fuck? <laughs> That's what Carolyn tells Braylon brain. to call her. <laughs> oh, Jesus. They have these elaborate, elaborate role-playing games. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Oh, what kind of bondage <laughs> insanity are we getting into? All right. Reggie D says, Aretha Franklin said it best. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. That's what the creative forces behind Justified CP gave us in this latest episode. For one thing, the audience got what many had been clamoring for all season, a quick draw draw gunfight that leaves the bad guy dead. Yeah, Mm. yeah, there's only one gun involved, but it was reasonable to assume Clement had a weapon. The best thing about the episode was that what it didn't give us, which is a bunch of baloney or nonsense. I thought City Primeval's finale didn't play games with the core fans, was not condescending. This whole season wasn't some dream that a child had while looking at a snow globe. We didn't have to wonder if someone got shot because the final scene cut to black abruptly while Steve Perry was wailing, don't stop believing. <laughs> Shots we got fired. A- wow. Damn. We got a chance to have the major... I Look, as a, I will say this. <laughs> as someone who just watched uh, Sopranos last year, I've been saving it for a long time. When I got that funny, I cannot even believe it was a debate. Right? Right? It's, I think, obvious what happened. Are there. you telling on yourself here, Reggie? Come on now. You didn't really think that he he lived through that, did you? Uh, we, we got a chance to have the, all the major storylines sewn up neatly and see some familiar faces from the past, but the d- episode also left the door open for a lot of interesting possibilities that they all focus on Raylan's relationships with other people. Will Winona and Raylan get back together? Probably not since she's married, but previously she did cheat on her husband with her ex-husband Raylan, and he isn't a U.S. Marshal anymore. True. Hmm. And she was taking that nice long drink (laughs) of that tall glass of water. It's Raylan. Um, 
Will Carolyn and Raylan rekindle their romance? Probably not, since she's landed a dream job of being a judge hundreds of miles away. But Winter does hit Detroit hard, and like she said in the letter, few people could understand Raylan like she does. That's the big thing. Is like I don't see him leaving his daughter, but she's what fifteen? She'll be going to college in a couple years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I think long term I'm kind of bullish on their relationship because they like they get the obsession with the job the way Winona yeah. doesn't. Like I bet they both put long hours respectively into their careers. On it's kind of the now they're especially on this kind of the same side of the law. I I can mm-hmm. see that working out. Because, the, yeah, the guys like Raylan are really lonely because there's just not a lot of people to get him. There's a lot of people to get why the attractive parts about him, but they sure. don't want anything to do with the unattractive, dangerous parts of, uh, that are just as important to him. Whereas, yeah, Carolyn understands that's a big thing. They've come to a real understanding over the season, and she's just as much of a badass as, she, as he is. Uh, she's able to handle herself she's been through the same situations right oh the swagger she had in that first episode taking him down uh well yeah i mean that that's the thing she's she's able to stand up to the bad guys just as well as he is just in a different way right Mm mm-hmm uh, will Boyd and Raylan resume their cat and mouse game? Probably not since Raylan is retired and wanting to build a relationship with his daughter. But if it, there's anyone that could get Raylan's juices for justice flowing, it would be mm-hmm. Crowder, his oldest and most elusive enemy. A hundred percent. That's yep. why you can never say definitively because it's the one thing. I can't think of any other thing yeah. that would tempt Raylan. Although, what do you think of that boredom speech? Like, Do you, do, do, do you think that he, when he's like, I kind of like boredom. I don't know. Is he fooling himself? He's sitting there just passing out in the middle of the day. Like, that's not spending quality time with your daughter either. <laughs> right? Like, I oh, I'm so know. glad we get to spend time together, What Willa. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Eh, sometimes those moments are the things you remember, you know? She might remember going out on a boat with her dad and him falling asleep and you know just being dad, uh, maybe if right? she's eight as 15 this is the dad that just came back from his deal says he's you know going to spend more time with me takes me on a boat that i'm For not sure. really that crazy about then passes out i don't know <laughs> yeah she's been through a lot but like i i don't know i i think it's a pretty good place to leave them uh reginald says the great thing about these potential storylines is you can leave things where they are and be satisfied or you can indulge just a little bit more because any of these mm-hmm. plot lines would be good material for a sequel it's like eating your favorite meal. You can eat until your hunger is satisfied, or you can partake a little bit more just because of the taste. I you know, honestly, I felt that way about the end of Justified that I was full and satisfied, but I could eat more, and that's a sure. good thing. I felt that way about each season of Justified, or not Justified, uh, the leftovers. Like I feel mm-hmm. content. I've eaten a full meal, but I could do more. Um, I feel like they have to be like for all the reasons we've already talked about, they have to be careful because they're about to make decisions that affect how we feel about Raylan more so yeah, than I... any other thing he's been through in the series. Like if he fails Agreed. Willa and is a deadbeat dad throughout her whole life, that's a different Raylan than I thought we were getting in justified. It's a different Raylan than I want. I don't want him to be a terrible father. Like I, he's a terrible husband, and that's one thing. But to to disappoint your daughter in that way is an entirely different thing. Um, but he came a long way from his old man, the Lord of War and Thunder. 
So like, sure. is it realistic in one generation to like, but like, okay, I didn't abuse you. I didn't make you feel unsafe. I just neglected times. you. Yeah. I just maybe was you can absent. Do better. Maybe you can do better. Yeah. At least I didn't do any harm. Maybe is it, mm-hmm. uh, but, but that's the thing I was thinking about when we were talking about that scene where, uh, anchorman guy was saying like, I told my daughter, you know, uh, whispered in her ear business school or whatever. <laughs> so, that's so funny. It didn't turn out well for her. Like she's out there doing the same thing he's doing. It that's got to be one of his fears, right? That's not a that's yeah. not a great scene for him because he's got to be thinking about that. Agreed. Uh, here's the thing: it would have to be one tasty fucking dessert for me to want to eat it at this point. And I think the only dessert tasty enough is Boyd Crowder. So I think they've presented that dessert. The question is, are they willing to serve it to me? Reginald has a uh, thing at the end here. He says, um, do you guys want to see more, perhaps centering on Raylan being the boss of a martial office in Miami? At first, I didn't like the idea of seeing Givens in charge of anybody, but it might be a good change of pace instead of him being such a lone wolf most of the time. I just don't want to see him behind a desk. That's not interesting to me. I wouldn't rule it out because I'm trying to think of like, but it'd be a different show. Like imagine mm-hmm. Timothy Oliphant, a little bit older, and he's in the art, like he's in the, the mm-hmm. you know, Nick Searchy part of his, uh, and he's like in every, he's a big part in, every, in in most episodes. Maybe he's like the main star of an episode or two a season, but like it's the younger Marshalls. It's a story mostly about, it's more of a mm-hmm. conventional cop procedural show. And maybe he's got like one Raylan that's got given him a fucking ulcer sure, uh, on sure. his staff. Like I, I, mean, I but I, most... but that's not to me. That's not justified. Yep. That's a, just another cop show that yep. has. And I don't watch just another cop show. Sorry, I don't watch many cop shows. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So yeah, I uh, to me justifies a special show because and what made it special is it's mo more than anything it's set and setting and I think uh, ultimately that's. Most of the reason why this didn't feel like justified, the whole Detroit part of it, it just is so far outside the DNA of that's of that show. Um, in much the same way mm-hmm. that like Star Trek was very different when it was Deep Space Nine than it was. Oh yeah, a, a continuing mission to explore the galaxy. Like changing the set and setting does a lot to do different things to the show. And Deep Space Nine is great. Maybe that uh, Justified Chronicles could be great too. But I don't know that it would be an automatic watch for me. Mm-hmm. same here anyway that's going to do it for our coverage of Justified Raylan's riding off into the sunset we are too uh, if you'd like to f- uh, stick around um, if you this is your first time with Bald Move we're doing a lot of stuff uh, the best way to keep in track of us is our social medias whichever is your favorite at Bald Move except for TikTok we're at Baldest Move there currently we're covering uh, Foundation a great science fiction series uh, we got Loki coming down the pike we're talking about Star Wars Ahsoka um what's the other one that we're i know for 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 prestige television fan uh yeah you want to check out our walking dead daryl dixon coverage because it's going to be award-winning television and podcasting Uh but uh i hear tell fargo season five is going to roll down the pike speaking to john ham uh and i'm pretty excited about that year but is it next i thought it was november ah you might be right i thought it was so anyway we might have scheduling conflicts then but we'll see 
again, best place to to, to follow our schedule is uh, our social media is at Bald Move or at Bald Move on TikTok. If you like to support us, uh, you, you like the ride you're having here with Bald Move, and you're like, you know, I I I would like to reduce my ads and increase the amount of Bald Move content I have access to. Support.baldmove.com to get that and more, and keep us podcasting. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast during City uh, Justified City Primeval. Always glad to have you around. Uh, hope we'll see you on a future project. Uh, but until the next Justified thing, we're signing off. I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. Adios. Adios.